Hello, and welcome to The Root Cellar. I'm Jolene, here with Andrea, and today we have a special guest, Laura Neifer from Neifer Ranch. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so, um, anyway, we invited Laura because we wanted to kind of see what she does and where she came from and how she got here and all that good stuff, so... Yeah, she's um, another kind of local homesteader type, likes to do things herself. And over the last few years, their brand and their business has just kept growing and getting bigger and bigger and more well-known in the region and out of the region. And it's really exciting. And then all of a sudden you start making like a skincare product and bam, you're on Amazon. It's, it's a pretty cool story. So first of all, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so uh, I'm Laura, and um, yeah, I, it's so funny that I ended up in a small town because I definitely never would have thought that. <laughs> I get <laughs> or, that. Yeah, yeah, that's right, because yeah. you're from Portland, from right? Portland, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, I went to school in Portland. And, okay. Yeah, so, uh, but I uh, married kind of into farming, basically, and uh, Jake was in, I met Jake in Portland, and then he ended up getting a job in Tri-Cities, and then I just followed him out there. And um, so uh, we they were – CrossFit, you know, had just started, and paleo was, was really big, and grass-fed beef was catching on quite a bit more because of paleo and CrossFit. And, and so Jake's brother, Adam, opened up a CrossFit gym in uh, 2009, and we got married in 2010, and then – Adam said, hey, Dad, why don't you sell the grass-fed beef at my gym? And mm -hmm. so that's kind of how it started. And I kind of took that and ran with it a little. And we started farmer's markets. We started selling at um, uh, The Hub, a food co-op that was in Tri-Cities for a while. And and it just grew from there. We started buying clubs. So we have a buying club in Tri-Cities, Walla Walla, and Vancouver right now. And then we do farmer's markets. And then, so... Um, that's how it started. So you went from Portland to Tri-Cities. Yeah. And when did you guys make the step to move on to the ranch? Yeah. No, it's a... Uh, we, since we were doing farmer's markets, we really loved it. And we personally are super particular about quality food. Yeah. And so we... So you are really into quality food. Yeah, quality food. And then uh, my son was born in 2012. And we were buying his first food when he was six months old. We wanted egg yolks and we wanted soy free, non GMO, corn free um, eggs. And we couldn't find them locally. And so we bought them online. And so we would, they would be shipped to us. And, and so um, that's kind of when we had kids, it, it just heightened our food awareness. And yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, I get that too. Yeah, it's big. It's huge in Portland. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, um, and so, and so we really wanted to be part of the food movement and just knowing where your food comes from and especially um, meat products and and um, that was just something that was really important to us. And so, we were sales are going really well. And so, I had student loans, and so we said, okay. Let's pay off these student loans. We did Dave Ramsey. Oh, and yeah. Then, so, yeah, that was really hard, actually. Yeah, we you, did it, too. You did. Uh -huh. Yeah, that was hard. That was hard to not to just pay down everything. Yeah. But we did it in a year and a half. We paid 
100, we, 100, we paid uh, $80,000 off in a year and a half. Oh. And so I could be a stay at home mom. And then also, um, so we could move to the farm because we know if we had debt that there's no way we could move to the farm. Oh. So um, we did that and uh, we were able to just, yeah, right, move to the farm. I guess the hardest part about that was we were making a lot of money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we were making six figures, and then you come to the farm, and then you just don't, you're not, it's not, it's a different quality of life, for sure, as a small town living, but uh, as far as monetary, that's that's a tough gig to to go from making a lot to kind of starting at the bottom again, And but. Completely, I mean, that's, what, did you have any background in agriculture? No. I mean, so completely new for you. None. Marketing. No, no marketing, no agriculture, and no small town. So <laughs> that was that was really hard. It's like you need to take classes. You do in small town life. Yeah. Small town life. I mean, yeah. I came from a small town, but this isn't this is a different this is a micro this is a different level. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what to call it. It's not small it's a Tiny different town. Yeah. Different level small town. Yeah. It's more like the village. Like it's like a village. village. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Right. Interesting. So you moved to the ranch. You completely like were able to cut down your debt, moved yeah. to the farm, yeah. and decided to really get invested with the beef side first, and then kind of took off from there, right? Yeah. So what? What? Um, that's challenging to do. So well, I don't even know how to start this, but I guess so. Jake works for his dad for grass fed the the beef part and so our side gig is basically the chicken so we started and we expanded the farm with the chicken his dad does you know beef and pork and so we decided to do eggs and chicken and um and what's great is there's no competing land so the chickens really help the soil and you know helps biodiversity and and growing really great soil and yeah yeah so uh basically the 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 chicken's go on and then the well the cows run on the on the pasture and then the chickens follow and they go through the cow pies yeah and so and they eat the fly larvae out of there so it cuts down on pink eye and then there's just a whole like cycle that works and it's and it's awesome That's to see awesome. it yeah yeah well, and you're really good on social media too, like sharing your story and sharing what you guys are doing from, I remember when you guys first built your chicken, yeah. like your movable chicken thing and chicken you were posting tractor. pictures. Yeah. That was yeah. so cool. Yeah. Do you think that that really has a lot to do with your success? Yeah. That's funny. I think that's a byproduct. I started doing more videos and photos because I was so overwhelmed. The absolute sheer... Uh, like people like to glamorize farming and and that's true it's awesome to have your kids be you know I heard you're free range and cage you know <laughs> that have kids roam around and be in a small classroom yeah. and just people knowing your kids and a village takes a village yes that's mm -hmm. true but when you walk out the door it's kind of like your house where you know you walk from the kitchen to the bathroom you pick up like a million, you don't even know why you went yeah, across the yeah. other room, you know? So like you picked up laundry, you picked up, you picked up a cup, and cups, a, yeah, to seven toys and Legos and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the same thing going outside now. So it's just so overwhelming. You literally go from your house to the barn and you go past 1 million things 
And I, when I first got here, I was so overwhelmed that I couldn't see like the beauty of it necessarily anymore. So um, somebody said, just look at one thing and think one thing is really, really great. And so oh, that's good advice. Yeah. yeah. Instead of looking at maybe the big picture, because it I, that doesn't mean I don't like, you know, what was happening. It just it was so it was too much. It was like a you lot. You can't see the forest for the trees. You don't know until you yeah. get here. Yeah. 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 That's right. And so um, so I picked up I bought it. I bought a camera and I started taking pictures because I like couldn't see. I wanted to see like the flower and I wanted to see the sky and the birds and and I wasn't looking at that. I was looking at absolute everything that we had to do that had to get done. And it was it was hard. It was really hard. But um, so I guess art kind of helps you figure out what's happening and take a step back and like look at it through a different lens and stuff. So it was really neat to see um, how you can kind of shift things around a little and not be so overwhelmed. It's still overwhelming. It's just you could see differently. And so that's what was neat about basically photography and videos. And the videos really just make me laugh because me and my husband have a great like banter where he's used to this life and used to like the birds and the animals and stuff. To me, it's just like, what is happening? This is so crazy. All of it. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. And so, so it is kind of funny to see basically a city girl and then this small country guy kind of and see, I don't see you as city at all. I didn't even know you're from the city until just now today. Oh, that's funny. So yeah. I, didn't even, I had no idea. I didn't know either, <laughs> to, you know, to be honest. What was most shocking, I think, coming out here was how everybody just wants to, all animals just want to eat each other. Like, <laughs> all they do is eat each other. And I don't think that, like, city people are like, hey, um, let's just all live in harmony and stuff. It's like, I don't think you understand. Like, birds... <laughs> are some of the scariest things oh, out there. Yeah. I've seen bird attacks, like owls and ravens go for it. it yeah. They will eat our chickens. We have to cover them. And this is literally why I haven't gotten chickens yet. It's because they kind of freak me out. Yeah. Birds are scary. They're like little birds. dinosaurs. They're, they're little they're dinosaurs. Creepy eyes. Yes. They're, they're vacant. Yes. That's why I don't have any chickens yet. No, this is so true. <laughs> Yeah, so true. I mean, I remember walking out once and a snake was running, slithering after a frog. So it's like everything is just kill or be killed. eating yeah. each other. So that yeah. was the craziest part. And the mice. And there's, there's a lot to get yeah, used to. Yeah, now just, you're like in, connected to it. Because yeah. when you live in the city, meat comes in a styrofoam tray. Yeah. Right? And now yeah. you really know. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. it's, it has a story. Yeah. Like food has yeah. a story. It was like the first time that um, I helped my husband butcher an elk was like really eye opening for me because I'm like kind of prissy a little bit and I'm standing yeah. back from it. And he finally just reached over and he just slapped my leg with his bloody hand and he's like, get in here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ugh. And I'm like, my pants. And he's like, they're they wash. Yeah. You'll be fine. You really get used to being dirty. Yeah. 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 And then it was and like, bloody. Yeah, okay. Dirty. And then he's showing me, you know, how to cut which way to cut the meat and everything. It's like, okay, it's just meat. It's fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> it is crazy. But yeah, you have to yeah, you have to jump in with both feet or else. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of fun. Yeah. And I think like you mentioned with the kill or be killed and you're trying to grow livestock 
that's a tough one. It's yeah. hard. I mean, I had over 10 chickens and turkeys killed this last fall. Wow. Like in one night by coyotes. Oh, and all of a sudden it was just a massacre. And it's yeah. so disappointing too, especially yeah. if you've been raising something up for yes. like our, the our, the pig that just died suddenly or our Thanksgiving turkey this year that was killed like literally days before we were going to butcher oh it. And it's gosh. just such this like, yeah. uh, heartfelt disappointment it when is. you're raising something and taking care of it. And then yeah. it's just gone. Yeah. It's you, yeah. You don't hear that story if yeah. you just, you know, right. if you're just at the store and there's just a whole thing, a whole yeah. freezer full of turkeys. Yeah. Like it doesn't, Oh, well it's just turkeys. No, it's, it's more than that. It's a bigger commitment. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Interesting. So what did your in-laws think of like some of your ideas on, on raising your chickens a certain way and like not go, going non-GMO and all of that because they've been here and having a ranch for a long time and yeah. a lot of traditional farmers and things are kind of like, oh, that's hippie yeah. city talk, right? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> that's true. Actually, they've been super uh, supportive and they do know through farmers markets and dealing directly with the customers what you know people um, are asking for and yeah. wanting and we were de- Jake and I were definitely the first customer so we we think like that too but you're right luckily they were pretty open to yeah. to ideas but also this isn't really chicken country you know this yeah. is a lot of beef and wheat and and um so well, I think you're the only local in this region, like chicken producer, yeah. right? I mean, is there anyone else that no, does it at your scale? I mean, not, you're still small scale, yeah. but not, yeah. you're not like me small scale. Like I might butcher a couple a year. You're yeah. much bigger than that. So yeah, we uh, are the only ones, definitely the only ones that do soy free, non-GMO, yeah. GMO corn free. We get our feed up in Spokane and have it shipped to Tri-Cities and we go get it. And so it is a major we could always go get it, you know, up the road. Yeah. Any feed up the road, but it's important to us to to do this type of feed. There's a lot of people, a lot of our customers can't, they need uh, transparency on the feed. And there's a, there's a lot of people that can't do soy. And and so we, we cater to that group for sure. Yeah. And have you seen um, a rise in your customers since you've started going down that route? I mean, like you said, you're in Tri-Cities, you're in Vancouver, are you planning on expanding? Yeah, no, we currently can't, we have a hard time keeping up with sales currently. And so um, we are, well, we're currently, well, we're just addressing that issue. And then we're looking more into maybe some more wholesale as yeah. soon as we could. So wholesale is kind of tricky. Sometimes they, they want, you know, more discount and then they want it soon like tomorrow they want it half off tomorrow so that's hard yeah yeah that's hard but what's great is there's no farmer's market you don't have to be off the farm you make one delivery and it's kind of it it's great in that sense where your time is spent at the farmer's market two people you drive there drive back loading unloading setting up so maybe it is worth the the cost for a wholesale price versus your time because our time is the most valuable. Valuable, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So sales are doing great for for chicken and you know beef, pork for sure. So are you thinking down the road like Whole Foods type of wholesale, like that big? Yeah, yeah. Mm, I think we're more into dir- 
more direct, maybe a little bit more buying clubs or so, but a lot of times the the retail market wants certification and you know, certified humanely raised, certified grass fed, uh, and that's yeah. just money. And so you can come out to our farm anytime and look. We have, you know, Facebook and Instagram and we're on Pinterest, you know, so we're showing you what we do. Um, and you can, we have an open door policy, you know, we like you to call first to make sure we're there, <laughs> but, but you can see what we do. So that getting a cert, it's hard to say we'll get certified if we're currently selling out, you know, so we don't want to rest on our laurels, but maybe sometime in the future, may, maybe we'll do more grocery stores or something. But right now it's, we really enjoy selling direct. Do you process your chickens yourself then? Uh, we or do you have to take them to a processor? Right. So we're in a weird situation. We're, most of our customers are in Washington and we live in Oregon. Um, and so you have to go by each state's rules. So if you sell in Oregon, you have to butcher in Oregon. And if you sell in Washington, you butcher in Washington, unless there's a USDA. So USDA is a, uh, like trumps everything, like the king of all. So if you get that, you can sell in any state you want. So Oregon and Washington does not have a current USDA chicken butcher. And so the closest one is in Idaho. It's just about an hour outside of Boise. And so we'll be going to Boise for USDA. We The last couple of years, we've been doing each state. We butcher in Oregon. We butcher in Washington. Then we sell the just chicken. Just those ones in those states, yeah. In those states, yeah. So it's, it's really nice to be able to go to a USDA place so it doesn't matter who we sell to. So we could butcher 1,000 chickens. It's 1,000, I think, on farm if you come to our farm and pick up. Yep. And yep. so that's what I've done with my turkeys. That's what you've yep. done. Yeah. And so we could also get certified, get Oregon State certified, and then you could sell to the restaurants and, you know, um, you could sell to, you know, it, it ex- off the farm. You could sell off the farm, yeah. basically. But again, most of our customers aren't in Oregon. It's Washington, our buying clubs, or Vancouver, even in the Portland area, and, and Walla Walla, and then Tri Cities. So. So it wouldn't really do us any good to do an Oregon butcher currently. So maybe in the future, though. So will this be the first time you go to the USDA facility? Yes. That's kind of exciting. Yeah, this year it'll be the first time. Yeah, so they they could do quite a few birds in a day, which is awesome because we'll be waiting for them that day. So we go there, and luckily we'll be able to, you know, take our boys. It'll be a family trip and... And hang out there and basically wait for the chickens to be done and then come back. So it's super close to Boise. So we'll just. That sounds like such a huge undertaking to me. Okay. Yeah. So you have to take live chickens. Yeah. All in a stock trailer or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in cages. They're in actually, cages, we buy crates. Then, yeah. Okay. In crates. Uh-huh. And then, but how, I mean, how much space is that? You've got to have a huge trailer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. It, it's huge. <laughs> and then you have to have them refrigerated. You have to have them refrigerated. Yeah. For that's the way back. That's what, that's, well, um, you, you, you put them in an ice bath, basically in coolers okay. and that works for sure. Okay. Um, but it, but how many coolers is that? Yeah, like it's a lot of coolers. Insane. Yeah. So we'll be oh taking gosh. 300, we take about 300 at a time. We'll be doing about wow. 2000. We're looking at this year and we did about 750 last year. So we're growing quite a bit. Of course it just takes, you know, more and more capital because yeah. you don't get 
any money for your first bird, you have to invest in the birds and the feed and before you get dime one, basically. So, yeah, it's just like this, this logistical thing that's created by the red tape is just amazing me right now. Oh, look, that'll be an entirely different podcast for sure. (laughs) We could talk about state laws and USDA. That's insane. But it, it is, it definitely stops small farmers. Uh, the butcher process is, is a funnel. It's super tough to get wow. to find a good butcher and to find any butcher actually, because yeah. it's most big facilities have a butcher on site. So it's not like yeah. you can go there and use them or. Yeah. It's kind of, I've looked into like um, getting a certified kitchen before. And that also is like one of those things where it's like, here's the quality product. Here's the people that want the product and here's all the rules in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And how are we supposed to get through this? Yeah, like, it is crazy. Like if the 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 guy up the road should be able to buy your cookies and sell yeah. them instead of grabbing them from yeah, East Coast or like some plastic. From, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 too bad that yeah there's so many regulations. Right. I think you encounter that in any business, but this is particularly bad. Which I and th- there's reasons because they're trying to keep things safe for people so that sure. you're not. But sure. Should we all go back and read the jungle again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I get mm-hmm. it. Sure, sure. Yeah, interesting. Well, I want to know more about. So, how do you kind of balance everything that you're doing with raising your boys? And your husband works out of the home. Yeah. No. So li- you're doing a lot of it yourself. Yeah. One so. One in school, yeah, and then the second one will be in the same class. We'll see each other a lot because we'll have our sons in the same class. Yeah, <laughs> so we yeah uh, we go to Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, uh, but and then they go. So uh, Josh is in first grade, and Louis will be in kindergarten in the fall. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that for sure. Th- there's no such thing as a work life balance. I really try to teach the boys what we're doing. They come with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not always easy. I mean, I went to your, I went to, what was the last? It was a Christmas bazaar, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were at Artifactory. Yeah, that's right. With the boys. Oh, yeah. With the boys. We brought Connect Four. You know, yeah. we bring uh, the iPad. Like, mm-hmm. it, there's no, there's no balance. It's just they go with me. And so... Yeah. That's not always easy for sure. Like, but we definitely try to teach them. We, we call it farm preschool. They count eggs. You know, these guys have been composting, going to butchers and picking up meat, farmer's markets, like for years. So um, there's no um, balance. It's just they work with me. And that's, that's just how it is. And it's awesome for a few reasons. And it's super challenging for others sometimes they're just little you know they don't want to work or you know (laughs) they just there's not interested but I really try to get them excited about it we use a lot of music uh we have music going outside a lot with with songs they like like to dance around so we make it really fun I try to make it really fun I get them their own shovels they get their own buckets like they get to pick their own chicken baskets you know so I really do try to make it fun for them, and and they, I think they they really like it. So next year you will not have kids at home. Yeah, 
what yeah. is that going to look like? Like all of a sudden everything's yeah. going to like grow yeah. like, double fold. Like, yes. gonna be like, what am I going to do with all this time? Yes. Yeah. So uh, that's a great, I don't know. It, <laughs> I'm so excited because I haven't been alone in seven years, <laughs> you know? So um, I'm we know really the feeling. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to. I'm just going to, I might do some staring or, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Having coffee in the morning by yeah. yourself. Oh like my gosh. Yeah. Quiet looking out the window. Yeah. You might be able to enjoy the birds and the flowers yeah. and the sky a little bit more. <laughs> right. I might, I might do that, but I have a feeling I'm just going to take off running, like yeah. really try to get absolutely everything done that I can. I'm super into, um, doing some sales, you know, for Bee face, especially it has a great, um, so I that's I don't want to go to the USDA for it. You know, there's no butcher. There's no kind of regulating stuff with it. So, so yeah, tell us a little bit more about Beef Face and how that came about. Yeah, I think that's super exciting. Yeah, I was really excited about it. I was working on the farm. You know, as you mentioned, the first year I was building chicken tractors. In the cold, it was so cold. It was so 2016. You remember that? Oh yeah. 2016 winter, 17 January. You know. It was insane. And I'm out there building nine chicken tractors and with the boys, with the boys. And it was, it was super hard. So I, um, my hands got so bad. I got, basically I got farm hands. And (laughs) at the time Louie was wearing a diaper at night. And so my hands would stick to his diaper and I just, because they were so calloused and just cracking and rough. And I was trying all the lotions and nothing was really working. So I read online once this guy, he's was a butcher and it said his hands were super soft because he was in fat all day. And I was like, what is that a thing? (laughs) I have beef fat. I have so much beef fat in the freezer. You know, we sell it, we sell it at markets, you know, whatever. And, um, it's sure enough. So it's a tallow. It's called tallow bomb. And it's uh, beef fat has been used for eons. Yeah. For, uh, for the beginning of time in cosmetics. And so it kind of fell out of fashion a little bit. And people are like, when meat's not good and there's a lot of vegetarians and now everything's plant based. And um, but that's not necessarily true because steric yeah. acid is uh, an, a beet. There's a plant based steric acid and there's a plant based animal uh, steric acid. And so I don't know if the, I don't, I don't want to put antibiotics, hormones or anything in my skincare, you know? So, um, it, your skin's the largest organ in the body. Right. And so it matters what you put on it. And well, if you think about like those, I don't know if you guys ever did any smoking, but the smoke, the patch is used to help quit smoking, you know? Okay, yeah. So that goes through your body, and it's your system, right? And it helps you stop smoking. And so it just shows you the power of, like, putting stuff on your skin, right? Yeah. Anyway, so I was looking around, and that was a super, that's a thing. And I melted down beef fat, and I put in some olive oil, and I put in essential oils, and it worked. And it worked. It, it wasn't an overnight because my hands were pretty bad, but yeah. definitely um, over a course of a few days, it was getting softer and it was getting better. And it was awesome. And I was so excited. It just worked. It just worked. So, uh, which was great. So I was like, okay, cool. This will be my, this is what I'll use. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that spring, the chickens, our meat birds started dying. Oh. And so we were kind of panicking a little bit and we're like, it's our first season. Yeah. 
And we're like, what are we going to do? This is crazy. And so I was like, okay, let's pivot a little bit. And I'm like, I'm going to start selling this, this stuff. It's working for me and, um, it's, it's awesome. And I really love it. And so that's how beef face kind of came about. The chickens were dying. Well, it turns out we were just overfeeding chickens a little bit. (laughs) So we figured that out. So we saved the chickens and then, but we also kind of, I also kind of came up with this, this beef fat skincare. So it's, it's been working really well. It's selling well. And, um, that's awesome. Well, and I, and I like, and I appreciate how, again, with your social media stuff, you would always put out the designs and have people give you feedback. So you're getting feedback from customers all the time, which is great. And who does the design work for you? Yeah. A relative, right? Yeah. My little brother is absolutely amazing. He's always been an awesome artist and he has some just great ideas. He's an art director in San Francisco and, um, he is so great. He's, I mean, I would, I would even pay him one day, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but thank goodness. Thanks Mike. So, um, he, it's just awesome. He does really great design. So I, I feel pretty fortunate that I'm able to get something that looks so professional. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it really works. His colors work. It's just, yeah, it looks fun. And I do like asking people what they think. I just think it gets them more involved and it gets me excited too, if they're excited and it's, it's just kind of neat to include them on the process. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and so you, the beef face kind of started out and then you've been selling it at farmer's markets and some craft fairs and things like that. And then this last winter kind of, or fall winter, Amazon. Yeah. So I was at a, a craft fair. I went to the women's expo and this gal I met there and she said, oh, my stuff is selling really well on Amazon. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what? Like real people can get on Amazon. Like, <laughs> you know, like I thought that was just, you know, the big brands. And she's yeah. like, no, my, my tattoo stuff sells amazing. And I said, wow, how do you do that? So, um, People were telling me to get on eBay and Etsy, and I think that's fine. But I, for me to be excited, it needs to be like bang for buck. Like I need yeah. to be really excited about it. Well, what's funny is I thought I was just going to list it on Amazon, and look, yeah, well, yeah. that's not what happens on Amazon. You got to get lab testing. You have to get barcodes. You have to get prof- you know uh, light box basically, and get professional photos done and. Um, it was a lot of work and Amazon is not easy to work with. Like that is hard to get kind of somebody who knows what's going on over there a little bit. I don't, it's, everybody has a different answer. So it was, it was really hard. It took months. And I, when I say months, I say months every day of trying to figure it out. And so it, it was hard in, it, but it but it worked. I got on right yeah. after Thanksgiving. I was really hoping and pushing to get for the Christmas market for Christmas. Yeah. But I got on right at last minute, and it sold really well for Christmas for sure, for sure. And um, and that was really exciting. It just yeah. it, you know I have good reviews, and and it just got me, you know, wondering what else is possible. Yeah. So it's it's so is it continuing like. Yeah, more so, more sales on no, Amazon. No, listen, like, it dropped off one hundred percent in January. Like oh. nobody was buying. 
<laughs> Nobody oh, was buying boy. anything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I put insurance and lab testing, barcodes. Like, <laughs> what this is like, what is happening? So it so none. Like there were no sales in January. And um, but look, I don't I think that a lot of people retail or everybody's broke, right? Oh, yeah. And so and then it picked up in February for sure, and then March for sure. So it's it's picking back up again. And um, also, I'm not on Prime there. And oh, yeah. yeah. So right now it's four fifty for shipping, and that's like yeah. me personally. I do a lot of Amazon, and if it's not on Prime, I'm not really looking. Uh, yeah, at that's the, me I, too. Yeah. I, and I actually filter that says yeah through through prime yeah so so these people that are buying it i have it listed as you know eco-friendly sustainable biodiversity regenerative farming so you'd have to really be into looking up those words in order for this to pull up and so the people that are are super into environment and the way the the particular farming practices so i really appreciate them for for just putting that in there so i do know like who's buying it on amazon but so after three months you're considered not a necessarily a new seller anymore and Uh they like trust you and so i'm really hoping they said that i was eligible for prime but something's going on with their system blah 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 (laughs) i don't so i have a new thing so hopefully when i get on prime it'll the sales will pick up a little i bet they will yeah because, yeah, like you, most people that are Prime members just filter through Prime. Yeah. I do that all the time. I do I'm that, like, I don't want to pay the extra 3 to $4 for something. Like, right. No, you're already yeah. paying for Prime. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I completely, and I get it. Yeah. But that's still super exciting. And, I mean, the market season is just starting. Yes. For this year. So, do you project this is going to be your, like, best year yet? Yes. Yes, because I know how, uh, well, I'm coming up with new products. So beef fat is definitely used more in not, not just lotion, you know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, I, I'm right now working on a lip balm. Oh, oh, yeah. that's right. Cause you asked yeah. about the different containers, I which was brought exciting to, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I am personally in my life, I'm trying to not do as much plastic. Yeah. And so it's hard to transfer. I just swapped over last year to, um, a bar shampoo oh, yeah. so there's no plastic right and yeah. that was tough my hair was so mad for six <laughs> months my hair was so mad uh, but it's it's getting used to it but it definitely took a while yeah so um, right now I'm looking at right cardboard lip containers and I'm this summer I'm gonna test out a little bit more about how that holds in so far it does as far as leaking because there's yeah. a lot more wax in lip balm than lotion yeah and so I think it's to hold a better chance to stay solid. So I think it'll work well. But anyway, I'm just messing with that. So the lip balm's coming out. And then I am made soap. So soap will be coming out. And then I'll be doing bar shampoo, too. So but tallow, exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. So the tallow is used in so much. Like beef fat. Who knew, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm excited. And so, again, next year, no kids at home. You're just going to be, like, making stuff away, putting stuff on Amazon. Do you think at some point you'll ever get where your beauty products maybe are what's floating the business and you go away more from the chicken? Yeah. um, I don't know. We're really, we really love the chicken. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. We just really believe in 
raising animals that yeah. way. And we want to be part of that. Um, definitely, though, the rise in where your cosmetics come from is yeah. coming up as well. And so I call it a, like a grass-fed skincare. So it's yeah. kind of like when you think of like grass-fed beef, you think of grass-fed skincare now. It was just kind of so... It went together. Yeah. It kind of went yeah. together, yeah. And so being in both industries is definitely something we're excited about and passionate about. So the 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 skincare would be easier. We could um, go to a distributor and somebody yeah. could, we do a, a packer and you could have a distributor. They yeah. they make it and they, they ship it out for you. So it would be a lot easier for us it's just to do sales and yeah. for skincare. Um, well, and it keeps easier too, right? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, you can store it. Yeah. And it's not in a freezer or fridge. Or, Ye- yeah. Yes. You know. Yes. And other than the lab testing that we yeah. do, um, there's no USDA or yeah. like weird, you know, crazy thing to to run it hoops. through. So yeah. Not yeah. so many hoops. Yeah. Which is also scary too. It's like, what is in our cosmetics? Then yeah. it kind of does make you wonder like what, so just kind of pay attention to it. Yeah. It's good and bad. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, you I, could sell that easier than a cookie. So yeah. It's kind of funny. That's yeah. exciting, though. I think that's what yeah. you guys have been doing is really cool, and you're just continuing to grow. And Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, selling direct is you get direct feedback from the people. Yeah. So you know what's, you know, what's what's working or not and what they appreciate because they will tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's great. But it is definitely you do have to keep being transparent and talking yeah. about it and and that's not, you know, sometimes you don't um that maybe that's not for every, you know, every yeah. personality to yeah. to be out there. Right now I'm I'm taking a social media break yes. for Lent <laughs> and I cannot tell you how many people have texted me or called and said, "Hey, what's going are on? Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> like what's happening?" and, and um yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm just, I'll be back as uh, as soon as Jesus comes back. So, <laughs> soon as Easter's here. So, he rise, I rise. It's interesting how much we rely on that, isn't it? Yeah. Is oh that, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Have you kind of found that? On yeah. Jesus or social media? What do you mean? Uh, well, I meant social media, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're not sure if it was Providence or what, but just like that, the recorder stopped working, and we ended our interview with Laura Neifer. Listen again next week for another fresh episode of The Root Cellar. This is Andrea Nelson signing off.